right. So it's just about live. One second. There we go. All right. So welcome to the Monday Morning Big Show. This is Rochelle Eason, artist and facilitator of art experiences. And I am so excited to have Lois Bowers with me today. Woohoo! Welcome, Lois. Yeah, hi. <laughs> so Lois is one of my art journaling students. And she has been taking some classes with me for a while now, um, both live at uh, or in person. We're live, obviously, every week, but in person at the museum and then now online. So, um, Lois, let me just say a little bit about um, why I love you so much. Oh <laughs> So Lois um, offers such a unique perspective on so many things. And I, I just learn a ton from her all the time. And she, um, she just tells it like it is. So I'm really excited about this talk, Lois. So thank you very much. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> so I wanted, I, I, I wanted to, I invited you specifically for this, for this episode, because we're talking about gratitude this month of November. And specifically this week in art journaling, we're talking about gratitude to animals and of animals and for animals. And I think all of those kind of prepositions make a difference in kind of what we think about. But um, tell me a little bit about your connection with animals. And you started to, um, before we were on camera, so go ahead and kind of kind of do that and, and talk to me a little bit about why you, how your connection is with animals. Okay, well, um... I, there was nothing really unusual in, in my childhood. In fact, we never even had any, I never had a dog or a cat or anything until I was in junior high because we lived with my grandmother and we weren't allowed. But um, I don't know, I just always loved animals. And since, and then when we were, um, I got a, a dog, when we were in seventh grade and I just totally fell in love with with the dog and and like most people and uh I I think in my life I have been um I grew up in the I was in the late 50s and 60s and I saw I don't know if you really called abuse but neglect of animals and I, I as a kid I kind of saw it but I I didn't connect the dots. I just didn't have a good feeling. Dogs tied up or or uh, kicked around or that. Or and I remember going to the zoo when I was a kid and I didn't like it. I didn't like the animals. Be, I didn't like the elephants marching around holding each other's tail. I, I, I even as a kid, I, I, I couldn't, I, I didn't know how to express myself because everybody else thought it was okay, but I always had an uneasy feeling about it. But um, I guess maybe PETA. Right. Uh, PETA, I call, I call them the brats of the, of the animal. <laughs> they're, the loud, they're the loud people. They're the ones that get your attention, get everybody crazy. But anyway, um, they, um, that affected me, the Humane Society and things like that. I just, uh, in, in life you see things on the news of rainforest being taken down and you know, just, I just feel, I just think we as humans 
have the ability not to hurt animals for for our selfishness and it's just that's ingrained in my head so i i don't know you can't you know i i you know you probably can't change my mind about that i'm very strong i'm you know i'm not a i have my opinions but i'm really strong about that and you know what isn't that just the basic statement as humans i think we have the power to not hurt animals for our selfishness and we do it, and it drives me crazy yeah, it's, yeah like, it, it's simple <laughs> yeah it's it's almost so simple it's ridiculous at how much we we ignore that we don't do that yeah and then uh gandhi he he made the statement you could judge a nation on how they treat their animals and um i i thought about that and that's true but then i took it a step further and i thought you could judge a person on how they treat animals and so in my little world i there's not a whole lot i can do i can you know do some stuff but i can rescue a dog i could help you know or um i volunteered at the great ape sanctuary um little things like that it, it's not a lot but it's something you know right right you know and taking stuff down to the humane society and uh, dog food or money or whatever there was whatever's on their wish list right and it's it's not a lot but it's something well so. you know what and you just said that i'm going to share something real quick um because we yesterday believe it or not um and i'm gonna put his little picture up there we just rescued this guy can you see him yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness and oh. he is um i have one more a picture um that and this is him with one of our other dogs and our daughter last night oh or, i'm sorry her so him is the is little monet scarlet is the one we just rescued and um she actually came from a very good home but the owner had to move to an apartment and wasn't allowed and it was it's a pit bull mix she's a little pit bull and boxer mix and you know it's hard to get um uh, it's hard to get a rental with um having a boxer so um obviously we own our own home it doesn't matter for us and we absolutely love her already but we are we are the same way our, our animals are rescues and um but i do think it goes beyond your pets you know i do think i i feel kind of the same thing i feel the same thing that you you do when i was little and we would go to the circus and i was you know i was always cringing when i would see those whips come out yeah and forcing an animal to perform is not a natural habitat um it's just crazy to me. And I grew up in Pittsburgh and I remember years ago when I was little, the Pittsburgh Zoo actually went to um, changing all of their um, habitats to be natural habitats instead of the cages and all of that. And I remember just going through, and I was young at that time, just going through and just feeling almost a relief, even though it's still a zoo and they're still in captivity, um, we do learn a lot from animals in that way, and but to see them in the in in habitats as natural as possible was just amazing to me. Um, but I I yeah I feel you right there. So yeah, well I grew up in Akron, Ohio, and the 
<clears throat> back in the day, the Akron Zoo, in fact, it was shut down for inhumane uh, ways they, they had their animals. And I remember going there, I was probably 11, the last time I went, they shut it down and then they reopened and now it's nice. So I gotta give them credit for that. But I remember being so upset and I was ranting and raving and I was gonna write a letter to the editor and I'll tell you what stopped me is I didn't think I could write it good enough. Oh, wow. Yeah, I go, well, I don't know how to make a sentence right. I don't know. So I didn't do it, but I wish I would have, even if I, I wish I would have. So I, that's one thing I've learned that maybe what you're saying or doing is not perfect, but you got to get your voice out there. Exactly. That's a voice. And, and honestly, that's a great segue into art journaling because art journaling is all about getting your voice out there. Right. And whoops, somebody, somehow I got lost here. There we oh, go. There We're back. Um, art journaling. Well, <laughs> hello. There we are. So um, art journaling is all about getting your voice out there. It's about unearthing your voice, releasing your voice. And when we do art journaling each week, you somehow in a phenomenal way always bring animals into it i mean it's just so natural to you and i want to see like why how do you think that you are always that you are inspired to um include the that connection in your voice your voice just just shares it all the time i i just i I just like animals. I, I don't know. It just comes natural. I just, um, I don't want to say I just like people, but I just like animals, <laughs> but I'm not, you know, but I, I don't want to Disney buy everything. And I know animals, you know, there's wild animals and all that. And I respect them and all, you know, for why they're here. But um, I, I, I don't, I just have, have a connection of my friend and I, every once in a while when we, not so much lately because of COVID, but if we would go out to lunch, it was so we would just laugh and laugh about this. She would, we would, I usually drove and she would point out cars. Look at that, whatever model. Oh, look at that, whatever model it was. And I'm like, uh huh, uh huh. And I'm like, oh my God, look at that poodle. Oh my God, look, look at that dog in the car. And I would point out every animal I would see and she would be like, uh huh. And she would point out every car. I had no, I, I don't care about cars whatsoever. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's just um but if there was a dog in the car then oh, yeah. Be awesome. <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah yeah i would yeah i would go yeah. oh judy look 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 at that dog yeah. well so. i think when you are naturally connected so deeply as you are that when you are art journaling and again you know art journaling is a little different like you said, then what, um, or at least beforehand, we were talking about your kind of take on art journaling is very, um, your your idea of what art, art journaling was prior to what it actually is in, in my classes at least is very different. And I love that connection is always so strong in you, which, which helps to express your voice. Um, will you go ahead and share? Cause I know I, I stopped you and I was like, don't tell me now, I wanna, I wanna hear it alive. Tell me kind of what you expected art journaling each week to be and what it actually is in reality to you. When I saw art journaling um, on YouTube's and because you can pull it up, a lot of it is just designs 
textures, mixed media, it went page after page of just different kinds of paints and all that. And I kind of thought maybe that was more what it, what it would be like. But when I took it from you, it's almost like therapy. Yeah. And I'm learning a lot. <laughs> I'm learning a lot. And um, I'm learning a lot. I, I, I'm learning I don't know a lot. But I kind of know that. But stories uh, like Persep Persephone's, is it? I think yeah, I, Persephone. You know, and I, I, you know, I took mythology in school. I don't remember any of that. And I came out and I was asking people in my family about about that and they go oh yeah we know about that and i'm like so anyway i'm learning a lot in uh <clears throat> of uh stories from other cultures and uh then also uh how how to feel wh what's going through how to grow as a person like boots on the ground yeah. and uh i think that makes all of us <clears throat> better people because we have better perception we're uh, especially well we all do it get the cattiness out of us which yeah. i think we can do and we have to be aware of that mm -hmm. and we're all on the same journey and you know stuff that's that's why i you know i really like it yeah yeah it's not my form of drawing just draw this draw that you, you know but that's a that's good for me yeah. because it's it's something i don't naturally do and yeah. um i usually yeah, get go ahead go ahead i want you to go and ahead. i usually get results and i'm usually pretty happy with the results yeah yeah it's, and i'm like oh that did that turned out okay you know and your results are coming directly from your in you know from inside of you from your soul and your heart and so one of the things I always say about art journaling is that the art is secondary to the journey that you go through. And we, we it, it is well, I always look at it as wellness through art. So I, it is, it is almost like a therapy. Um, and I've been doing it this kind of way for the last 20 years and I have felt the benefits of it as well. But it's always about, um, you know, I used to be a social studies teacher, I used to be an English teacher, and I and I'm a college professor of art of ceramics. And so um, I love combining all of them together because I feel like we are inspired. There's inspiration all around us, but we don't always pay attention to it and the cultural stories and, you know, like today, tonight, I'll give you a little spoiler in art journaling tonight. Uh, again, continuing with gratitude this month, we're, we're, you are, we are doing gratitude of animals, uh, but we're paying homage to the Native American um, culture with doing a totem pole. We're doing actually two, two different spreads tonight, and one is incorporating, some, incorporating animals that give us symbolism and, and meaning to our life um, through a totem pole kind of activity. And I do that in my pottery classes. I've done that in my pottery classes for about the last dozen years. And, um, and I have my students sculpting totem poles with, with, with something, it doesn't necessarily have to be animals, but something that represents their lives and meaning. And, and then tonight we'll be actually painting it out and drawing it out. But I do appreciate you actually saying that because I, I, I feel like, it, I don't ever wanna come in here and be, a, a teacher in that it's elementary school or it's college or whatever and it's social studies and it's English and all of that. 
but I try to find things that are in our world that give us a, um, a bigger picture of the world that we are in, but also a very personal picture of the world that we're in as, as we connect to that, that bigger world. Does that make sense a little yeah. bit? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of feel that. Yeah, I do. And, uh, I, for me, for the art journaling too, and I'm no different than anybody else. I think we all come in with baggage. And yeah, I yeah. think through art journaling, sometimes not every class, it depends, but sometimes it could kind of help you with yeah. some of the baggage that you have. And, uh, you know, um, I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I, you know, things like that. But I, I that's what I'm finding from, from the art journaling. I, I think almost every single class I came back, came from it and thought, yeah, I'm glad I took this. I, you know, this was a good class. And I mean, sometimes, you know, I take it at six, you know, it's six o'clock at night. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I just want to watch TV. Yeah. But, and then I'll go, uh, no, this, this, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. That's all right. <laughs> um, but I'm, um, I, I, once I get in it, I'm like energized and, yeah, you know, so I, I just really love it. Yeah, I think it's one of those things, it's, it's, I hate to say it, it's almost like exercise. You know, sometimes it's hard to go to the mat and exercise, but once you get there, you feel so good about it. And, you know, six o'clock in the evening on our Monday or Tuesday night, people are tired from their day. But I also found, because I used to do them in the morning as well in North Carolina, when I had my studio, I did both in the morning and the evening. And I felt like um, there was more um, release or almost more therapeutic um, result in the evening because we had gone through our day and we do have so much more maybe tension or stress or something that our voice really wants to release at that time. And so, um, yeah, I get it. I, I think that that's awesome that you're getting something, you know, out of each each week. And, um, and, and it's, in, it's always been interesting to me too, how, people get what they need out of a lesson and what they need might be so different than the other person in the class, you know, than another, than other people in the class. And it's still the same. I'm still talking the same way to everybody and I'm still given the same techniques and I'm still discussing the same cultural story or whatever it might be and the quotes, but everybody's looking at it through their own filter. Yeah. And when we share at the end is, it's interesting to see, oh, look at what you did. It's totally different because a lot of us, I, you know, we kind of copy what you're doing a little bit, but, you know, we don't deviate too much from it. But, yeah, we all have our own signature on it. And it's, yeah. So yeah. I, I enjoy seeing other people's work. And, and as, I, Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And that, well, I don't even know. I lost my train of thought. I'm but sorry. There's yeah. a delay in the in the um, audio, so it, it, there's a delay for me hearing you. No, but uh, yeah, I enjoy seeing other people's work, like I said, because um, we're all so different. It's the same, but it's different. Right. And, and I, yeah, I enjoy that. And you, um, so what kind of, I know you've kind of already taught on it, but how, what is kind of the major change that you've experienced through art journaling? 
Well, this has been a crazy year and um, for everybody. Mm -hmm. And I think it has helped me look at the world in a bigger picture. And, I, you know, it would be real easy for me to be depressed uh, like everyone else. And this is so I think from our journaling, I have learned this is just a blip in the radar. Um, there's a and to be grateful for for the things I have in this, you know, in the, I mean, yeah, I'm kind of stuck in the house and maybe a little bit more than other people because I take care of my mom who's 91 and I don't want to contaminate her and, and well, plus I'm older too, but I'm, uh, through our journaling, I think I've learned, uh, there's a bigger picture out there. There's a community out there and we're all connected mm -hmm. and, uh, so I think it's helped probably with not being depressed. Yeah. Which, yeah. you know, and to be great and for gratitude. I mean, I live in a really nice house. I have a TV in every room. I have some animals that I get to pet. And I mean, we have too much food. I mean, you know, I'm getting the Corona belly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so yeah, you know, but it's, it's, it's a tough time for the world, I think. Yeah. And then the politics and all that is, it's just, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is kind of, um, so it's kind of been a safe haven too, correct? A little bit about, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I think art, I, I don't know, I think everybody, I think most people like to be creative and like a lot of, some people I don't understand and like to draw, but when I'm back here drawing or painting, I mean, it's not like, it's I could just kind of like tune everything out right you right. know and I'm in my you could you know you could make your world what you want in your paintings or drawings so yeah yeah and and yeah. live in it almost you know when you go back um and I'm I am all about the writing too but when you go back to your journal pages and you do your writing because that's obviously something we don't do in class because I think it's so personal um, but you re you can relive that experience that you did through the art. And I always say that the art is your pre-writing time or your draft almost to your journaling. You get rid of this phone. Wait. <laughs> Her phone is going crazy. Her phone is going crazy. So just to show you, I because of our new dog, um, I pulled out my Le Chien uh, mug here. Yeah, I'm just showing I have I pulled out my Le Chien uh, mug with my dog on it or with a dog. I don't know if you can see the dog yeah, drawing I can. sketch on it and it on the other side. So I'm all about French. So it says Le Chien and goes so I pulled that out this morning in honor of our new little scarlet that we got. Oh, <laughs> oh well. But yeah, I think that um that the I think it's a safe haven in the fact that, first of all, your journal is always safe, right, to write in. I, I, I try to, and you know, we have very limited supplies. We do, we have pencil and we have um, watercolor paints and every once in a while I'll throw in some watercolor pencils if some people have, if they took my classes at the museum, a lot of times they have those watercolor pencils. But we, we, we're very limited on supplies for a purpose. You know, I want this to be about a journey and about going down deep into one medium or two mediums just to kind of 
let yourself go into that zone. But I have always felt, and I, and I love mixed media in different ways. I mean, there's, there's definitely all kinds of places for other mediums everywhere else. My art journaling classes are very specific to just sketching and to, to painting with watercolors so that we can go through that mental journey through the, the two hours and not worry about, okay, we've got to cut this, we've got to do this, we've got to layer this on, and is this glue going to work, and da 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 We can really just follow that art down our own rabbit holes to our inner voice and release because it's a smooth path to, re to releasing that at that point. Yeah, I, yes, I, I agree. Yeah, so, um, all right, so the other, I wanted to ask you too about, um, you've taken my classes in person and now online, because you took you took a session, you took a series at the museum, uh, Polk Museum of Art, love Polk Museum of Art, and um, yay, Polk Museum of Art yeah. here in Lakeland, Florida. Um, but what do you feel, and I know you've already touched about that you're, you're kind of, you're, you're homebound for multiple reasons, obviously COVID and, and your mother. Um, but, um, besides, you know, like to me, I love being online, even if there wasn't COVID, even if we didn't have any, any issues. Um, and I'll tell you why after, if you will share with me what kind of, what you feel as far as the online experience and how it's, how it's helping you. I, I like it online. Before I took it, I didn't really know if I would like it or not like it. I like it because <clears throat> I can see very well. I can see, I, it's, you know, I don't have a bad seat. Right. Um, That's it. That's the key. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sitting at the end of the table and I'm straining. So I, I like that. And uh, so I, even when the pandemic ends, I think I still kind of like online. Oh yeah. 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 And there's something, uh, if you do it in person though, I, I like how you could kind of get to be friends with other people because you chat because they're sitting right there. So that part, I, you know, I don't like you know, cause you're, you're, you know, you're, you know, you just see a little postage stamp of everybody, right. but, right. but I do, I really like the online. Yeah. yeah. And I've taken a couple other classes online also. And, uh, yeah, there, you just, like I said, you're sitting right up front. You, you're right. Yeah. Right. And, and actually that is exactly my, one of my reasons why I love online better is because, um, because I have this overhead camera that zooms right down on my desktop and I can talk to you face to face, it seems like to me that people are getting a better view of what the art actually is and what the process that we're doing and the journey we're going down because it's a direct line. It's like you said, it is a front row seat for every single person. And they're looking at it from above. Like even when I was teaching on an easel with watercolors, especially, it's really hard to do that because watercolors are, are you know, flowing down and dripping. But I do love that. Um, and yeah, after the pandemic, I like I am online now forever. I'm spoiled. I actually feel like I have more connection with each person, even though they're just a little square. I am seeing each person straight up to me. Like they are the same distance. Every single person is the same distance from me. And I really like that. And I like at the end when we're sharing that you guys see the big 
that big, you know, that big picture of, of the person sharing too. And you feel like they're almost presenting to you yeah. and only you in a way. Um, so I, I really do, I really do love that aspect of it. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I think I prefer it. Yeah. And, and the other thing is, and it's not a big deal, but if you're ever taking a class, there's distractions of, you know somebody's too chatty or they don't know what they're doing i mean and that that goes with it but this way you know you could everybody's muted it's like and yeah. everybody's their, their own thing if they have a problem they can you know you'll help them and right. but uh yeah online yeah, yeah if yeah. anything came if anything well there's going to be positive things that comes out of this pandemic but i think uh, online teaching is probably it, it you know it's making it go a lot faster i think it was coming but i think now uh it's going to be that's the way a lot of people are going to teach and i think it opens up a lot of doors because there could be somebody teaching in england right. you would oh i'd love to take that class i can't go to england yeah you can you might have to get up at three in the morning but you can take it right well, you know, and, and, you know, I've had those classes. I do that free our journey class each month. And I have, um, I have people from all over that take it. And I have the one from Malaysia and I love hearing her. Cause she's like, yeah, I got up at five o'clock in the morning to be ready to take. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I thank you so much. That's so phenomenal. Um, I do, you know, it's funny because you did say about the social aspect and I definitely feel like that is really only one of the downsides, I think, of the online. And so I, I was starting to do this mingle minutes before our journaling class for about 10 minutes before we start, 10 to 6 Eastern time, we go on and we just talk with each other. And it's interesting because the dynamics are very different between my Monday nights and Tuesday nights. And, um, and that it's very much like a classroom. You go into a classroom and the, the, the makeup of the people in one classroom is very different than the dynamic of the other classroom. Um, and that's kind of happened with the mingle minutes. So uh, that is actually on my, um, my goal list is to increase the bonding with the people. And I think part of that is happening organically through actually the Facebook group because there's that um, artist we have I have that private Facebook group for people who take to take my classes and by more people posting their pages we're getting comments back and and then um, I found out like after a couple months people were exchanging comments and all that then they exchanged their cell numbers they've been texting and you know and it just has been growing organically that way so I really want to put more energy more of my energy into um, helping that along organically so that there is that feeling of fellowship, you know, because again, when we do take an in-person class, there's fellowship that goes along with it. But to have the mingle minutes and then at six o'clock, you know, go right into the class. And, and yes, most of the time everybody's muted just so we don't hear background noises. But, you know, if somebody wants to ask a question or whatever, they, they unmute and they talk. And then at the end, we all talk. And, um, I think it, I think that that would be kind of that, that next level that I'm really trying to attain is that, that feeling and not everybody has to participate in the mingled minutes or bonding, but if they wanted to, like you were saying, you know, have that fellowship. Yeah. And, um, that's, um, that's a way to find a, a community that you want to be in, right. um, because there's, 
um, on Facebook. I am not yeah, friends. I, that that always kind of that word always seems kind of weird to me because you're not friends. But there's a, a woman in Canada that does draw your day. She's fantastic. So I mean, I'm talking back and forth to her, and I kind of feel like well, I'm her friend. But you know, we have a connection because of you know i love her work and i've complimented her on her work and i've told her uh that's one thing i've tried to do is i'm not disciplined enough that's one thing i gotta work on um draw your day and uh i, I did it for a couple of months and it's really great when you're when you're doing each day you think oh it's so boring oh i guess oh i guess i'll just draw what i ate but then when you look at it two or three months ago you go oh my gosh Oh, I remember doing this, or I remember, you know. So it's a it's a good way of um, journaling, right. and, and so I like that. I could I I can never I don't think I could ever journal. I can't. I I had stuff happen in my childhood where I cannot write my thoughts down. I'm I got a wall. There's you're just not going to get that from me. Yeah. yeah. I, I just. You know. Well, I think in some ways, and again, I'm not a therapist, but I do set up these, these classes that I do for mental wellness. Again, it's not therapy. It's just so that you can feel daily mental wellness through art or experience different things in your world through art. And I think, you know, um, that the opportunity to just release whatever you're feeling in that moment um through art and maybe some quotes that we might use or anything like that i think in a way it is um possibly releasing a little bit about ourselves maybe maybe not what happened in the past maybe you know definitely not the trauma or anything but it is releasing a little bit about ourselves that maybe we didn't we didn't realize just like you said going back three months ago and seeing what you did in your day is actually speaking volumes to you now because you know you look at you look it's showing your journey right it's a visual yeah. journey yeah yeah and it's it's uh if you if anybody can do that i mean it's not really art well it's called draw your day and there is right. a kind of different branch of art journaling but uh it's i really kind of like it is in and i like it on a i always look at it like a hundred years from now, say it, it say it's still around, never got yeah. thrown. I think it would be fascinating for someone else to see it. I would have loved yeah. to see things from my great grandmother, her yeah. daily life of yeah. you know. Which I, yeah, I I have that book. I don't. It's not behind me. It's actually I think it's in my other studio. But I have that book and um, sketch your day, and it yeah. and it really is a phenomenal it's actually a great component um i think to what we do weekly because weekly we're looking at kind of this theme and we're expressing through this theme and we're trying to hear that conversation in ourselves um and some people do work on it through the week too but i think the sketch your day is very much a, um a companion to that in that you know you can see what is extraordinary in your life within the ordinary and it helps with gratitude right just like you were saying it, this this is helping you be so so grateful and the beginning of the month of november we did gratitude for ourselves and i've had a lot of response from people that said gosh i have never thought about gratitude to myself 
I'm grateful for things I have, but I haven't ever thought about gratitude toward myself. And both through the art journaling experience that we had and your sketch your day, I would think that that would um, help you to increase the gratefulness you have for yourself and see how you're living an extraordinary life within ordinary means, even if it's popping something out of a microwave, you know, um, you know, I just feel like all of those things come together and, and help us be grateful to not just for what we have, but to who we are. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. And I think one thing I learned through our journaling too, is to, to kind of love ourselves, you know, look at ourselves and go, you know, I need to love me too. You know, I need to love every, you know, I need uh, to honor other people and other things and all that, but you know, not to, and I think women, we kind of put ourselves on the back burner yep. and I think we, you know, self-love, right. you know, I deserve, you know, I deserve, you know, I deserve to be loved too in this universe. Right. And, uh, and like I said, I think we as women, sometimes we, the culture or whatever, we just kind of put ourselves on the back burner because we want to take care of everybody and everything, but we don't take care of ourselves. And I think through our journaling, I think I kind of got that, you know, I deserve some of this love too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I'm so glad you said that. I, I think sometimes, um, I always think of it as a generational thing too, is that we were brought up as women and we needed to do everything for everybody else. And even though we're career women now and we can have our careers, we can have our family, we can have whatever we want. There's still kind of this stigma in the air that um, in our generation, I think that when you take time for yourself, it's almost selfish. The younger yeah. women, I'm happy to say younger women and younger generations you know, they're, they, they aren't thinking that at least, you know, they, they are giving themselves time. They're going to have coffee at the local coffee shop with a friend or even just by themselves, just because they can, you know, yes, you know, yeah. for, for me, for years, I would only go to the coffee shop to have a cup of coffee. If I was um, meeting somebody spe specifically that I had to do, you know, for a committee I was on or volunteering or whatever it was. Um, but I think now younger women, especially younger women are taking some time for themselves to reap the benefits of life and to feel it, you know? And, and so I think one of the things I really try to do through art journaling, um, through these art journaling classes is to encourage everybody to grant themselves permission to feel to be inspired just for the sake of themselves. You know, it, it just, I don't know, I'm sure for you, cause you have a, a beautiful family, wonderful family. And I'm sure for years it was like, I'm gonna do this cause it's gonna benefit my daughter. Or I'm gonna do this cause it's gonna, I'm gonna learn this because then I can help my son with this or my grandchild or whoever it is. And now I'm really trying to put that phrase out there I'm going to do this because it's going to fulfill me, you know? Yes. Yeah. And I, I think, well, I'm, you know, I'm older than you. And so, um, the, um, for me, it was, 
yeah, you're selfish. If you, you kind of was taught you're selfish, you know, why are you doing this? You need to be, you know, you need to be home. You need to do this, you know, but it's, it, it's, it sucks the life out of you. It does. Yeah, it does. So, I mean, you know, happy balance, you know, just yeah. some, a little bit of self-love, you know, so. Right. And, and I think when we are, when we are fulfilling ourselves too, I mean, the end result truly is we do have more to give to others. I mean, it, it does then come back again to others, oh, yeah. but you know, it's kind of like your cup is overflowing at that point when you can do that. And then it overflows to helping, to helping others. And, and that does get into, um, you know, I think you've already touched on it. Like, how does it help with relationship, knowing more about yourself and releasing more through art journaling and listening to, or being part of that conversation. I always look at the conversation as it's between your heart and your soul is art journaling. It's that chat between there. And, but yet it, it does infiltrate in how you are with your other relationships. Oh yeah. Because if you're happy or, and if you're happy, then you're going to be happy to, you know, you're, you're going to be fun to be around. I mean, you know, you're, you're going to be someone that people want to be around because you're feeling good. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I know, you know, um, there was one other thing I wanted to touch base on and that was your precious dog. Cause you talk so much about your precious dog. And would you share a little bit about, I know you had some quirky stories, but you also have some really heartwarming love for that dog. And okay. Well, I've always, you know, his, his name was Leroy and I had this pug. I had him for 17 years. He was, I got him from a backyard breeder. I'm not happy. I'm not proud of that. I, that's before I knew any better he, he not a puppy meal but anyway yeah. he was so i got this I, I we had a boston terrier and our boston terrier i thought needed a playmate so anyway we got this little pug and um i never had a dog that was donny he was horrible i mean he was a puppy he was the most horrible he was awful i he i sent him we went to reform school Oh, God. I promise you. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But he was so cute and endearing. I was in love with him. But anyway, um, so we went to, he, he had to go to reform school. <laughs> he was so awful. I love that. But Not a in school, but reform school. Reform school. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. That's a term they used when I was growing up for bad, bad kids. <laughs> anyway, we went. And uh, so when he was you know, cute as anything, um, uh, just, but when he was three, he got cancer oh. and I, it, it hit me like, oh my God, oh my God. I go, I said, oh my God, I can't believe you're taking this dog. He's so cute and all that. So anyway, uh, as it turned out, um, we took him to an oncologist in, in Tampa and he, he lived, he had, I think, 11 operations in nine years or nine operations in 11 years anyway but he it was mast cell tumors it's it's tumor is like skin cancer people don't get it but if you don't catch it in time it spreads and then it'll kill the dog and so i we were always you know getting tumors looked at getting them cut off and it, you know every 18 months one would come up and so anyway i I think maybe that's why I bonded with him and and uh, I spent a ton of money on that dog I yeah I think I totaled it out about thirty thousand dollars 
yeah. and I go, you know what, you know, it doesn't, I didn't, it, it wasn't all at once. So right. I, you know, it right. was like 800, this 800 and then maybe 2000 and then maybe yeah. 600. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. anyway, so anyway, but I was thinking about a, one little cute story. Oh my God. I, my aunt came to visit and she was kind of, um, uh sophisticated (laughs) so anyway she came they came from california they're visiting and we did we got pizza we weren't all sitting at the table she was sitting in the living room and leroy jumped through the air and grabbed the pizza off her plate and was running through the house with it oh my god oh my gosh it was like a in my mind i know it didn't happen like this but it was like a it was like he was mighty dog with a cape how he just flew up and took her pizza he's running through the kitchen and in circles with this triangle and i'm like oh my god oh my god because aunt my her name was i was named after her Her name was lois i go oh my god aunt lois i'm so sorry i'm so sorry because this is a sophisticated woman and we're not. So, you know, she was just like devastated. So <laughs> this is the kind of stuff he would do. Oh, wow. And I, we got the piece away from him and I, you know, my mom was like, oh my God, what am I supposed to do? Cause you know, this isn't good behavior. And my mom goes, oh honey, he wanted it so bad. Just break it up in little pieces for him. So he could- <laughs> so we, we, we didn't, we, we didn't like, take his piece away and you know and yeah, you know, yeah. we just cut it up in little pieces and of course they lost it. but that you know people i know everybody has stories like that but yeah. that's yeah that's one story that we laugh oh. about God, was, but anyway he lived he was almost 17 yeah um, and the cancer didn't get him he i had him put to sleep he got arthritis so bad oh wow he was crying crying all day and up all night and i would get towels put them in the um in the dryer and wrap them in there to try to alleviate the pain and you know and so anyway it got to a point where his quality of life was you know it was i wasn't going to keep him alive for me it was like you know but anyway i he i i think too um trying to keep him alive because you know they those dogs are so cute and then I, at the time, I had a very stressful job. I was a landlady, and I'm going to tell you, I could tell you stories. Oh, God. <laughs> Sometimes, not every day, but things would go, I mean, it was just, yeah. people are, oh, God. That's that's the connection with the animals, right? To, yeah, to and I was people and go to animals. <laughs> and, I would, and I would sit there and, at night and go, I just can't take this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. something stupid would happen or you know and then Leroy he was you know he was like glued to me and he'd be like on my lap or on me and it just kind of you know it's like oh everything's okay you know I got my dog you know so and isn't that just the the proof right there about how much animals um actually feel us too especially dogs you know they they can interpret our feelings and they can do what they need to do what they I mean they're they're very selfless in many ways because especially our pets, I'm not talking about cats, but dogs, because, you know, a dog will go in there and, and, um, truly feel what you're feeling. 
and you know and lay themselves on you i know my daughter um did training for service dogs and you know she would send us little video clips and all that of her training and and just talk about um you know she did service dogs for for medical issues but as well and but also some emotional issues and and it's amazing the power that these dogs have in helping us kind of get in tune with our feelings and and bring us back to a balance you know at the end of the day like you said you know just having having Leroy in your lap and just kind of that was your breath out you know yeah yeah because it was uh, I, I mean I you know it would be a, not every day it wasn't you know I don't want to make it like you know the job was the job from hell but there were some incidents that were very stressful Oh, I lost you. Are you frozen? And, you oh, know, you. you have the dog there. And then the other thing is, oh, and the other, and then we got our third dog through one of our tenants who was abusing their dog. Oh. And I took him in and I, you know, I go, what are you, he, they went on vacation. They talk, they tied the dog to the front door mm-hmm. and they left for three days. Oh, mm-hmm. I was livid. I was livid. Right. So any, anyway, um, uh, and I try not to get into their personal lives, but anyway, I said, what are you going to do about that dog? And they go, we're, <laughs> well, we're going to take him to the pound because he's jumping on our toddler. And I said, well, can I have him? And I thought, oh my gosh, what a, so anyway, I took this dog. It was three dogs to me. That was too many. And, and I go, I'm not going to bond with this dog. I'm not going to bond with this dog. And I want to tell you, I did one of the worst things ever. And, um, I, um, a friend of a friend of a friend said they would like to have the dog. It was an elderly man and he would like to have a companion. And I thought, okay. And I took him over and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, I can't give this. Yeah. I gave him to him and it was like the worst thing ever. And I cried all night and I'm like, oh, and, um, I, and I called the guy in the morning and I said, his name is Django. And I said, how's, how's Django? And he said, well, I, he won't eat. Well, he never did eat in the morning. He only ate at night. And I go, Oh, and I, I asked for the dog back. Oh yeah. And yeah. he, he says, he goes, I kind of, he goes, I know he was disappointed. And I go, please, you can go get a pet. I said, I, he goes, I, I kind of, I'm not surprised. He goes, when you came over with two bags of supplies and three pages of instructions, <laughs> which I did, so anyway, I took that dog back and I go, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But um, <laughs> they just, I, they become part of your family very quickly. I, I try not to. I go, yeah, I'm, not gonna get, I'm not going to get attached <laughs> to you. I'm not making eye contact. Yeah anyway we kept we had him and uh he actually didn't live too long he got um he had a, either a brain tumor or some kind of meningitis so anyway so, you know it, it wasn't good but anyway he had a good life he was pampered and all that so yeah <laughs> Django, well but- you you sound like you have um so my husband and i always say that we have the word sucker written across our forehead in flashing lights when it comes to rescuing dogs. Oh yeah. So, yeah. I think that you kind of probably have that little flashing light banner as well. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I, I'm pretty passive, but when I, when I see an animal being abused, uh, yeah. I had another tenant who was, um, they had a chihuahua and they, they had it outside all day in the summer with no water and all that. And it came to my attention. The guy that mowed for me told me about it. And, and I told him they couldn't do that anymore. And they were giving me flack about it. And I said, well, I'll just evict you. Watch. I said, if you no. And so <laughs> I know I'm, I'm pretty passive, but when it comes to animals, no, right, I, right. This, I said, you're not going to abuse that animal on my property. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I, we kind of left it at that. So then they called a couple days later and um, their air conditioner, something was wrong with their air conditioner. And, and uh, I said, I'm sorry, I kind of was stern with you. And they, she goes, I can't believe you said that you would evict us because of our dog. And I'm like, yeah, I haven't changed my mind about that. <laughs> I go, that, I said, you can't do that. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I will evict you. You will right. not You take that dog in the house. Right. And I'm going to check if the dog's out. I said, you're not living here. Yeah. I yeah. said, I wish you would even give me the dog, but they, yeah. you know. Anyway. Well, you know, go ahead, go ahead. But anyway, I, I, the dog was, you know, I did go over the guy that mowed the grass. I had him kind of check and the one neighbor was kind of watching too. Yeah. And um, so anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, when it comes to animals, I, you know, the mama bear comes out of me. Well, you know what you just explained and you just um, you just gave us all a visual of how one person can make a difference. And I think so often we say, well, that's happening, but um, we're going to leave it to somebody else. And I think that when we're talking about animal gratitude and how we are grateful for animals, but we're also grateful to animals and we have a responsibility to do what's in our power to give animals the best life that that we can. And that is, I think that is how we show gratitude to animals um in general you know and you know the last dog before this one that we rescued um was at the wawa and it was two years ago thanksgiving and the dog had been wandering around the wawa for a week and none of the employees had done anything and as soon as we saw that dog i walked in and i talked to the to the employees there and they said yeah it's been here for the week we don't know nobody's claiming it da 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 you know and we we took it right then we were just getting gas you know, and we took it right in our car. We, we announced through the SPCA, we announced through all the other Facebook groups locally and all that, and nobody claimed him. Now he is my daughter's big, big dog. He's a big dog um, and he's named Milo, but he is as precious as anything, but he was skinny and weak. And it was sad to me that it took a week for, well, we came along obviously and took him, but nobody else stepped up to take care of this dog. And I'm not patting ourselves on the back. I'm just saying how a lot of people saw that dog and just turned the other way. And yeah. I think that what you were saying in the very beginning about a connection with animals, and we were talking about art journaling and how that infiltrates into our conversation that we do in our art journal. And, and then actually taking that and putting it into real life practice by if we see something that's wrong, we whether it's animals or whether it's people or whether it's a situation, whatever it is, if we if we take it from our own private conversation 
through our art journaling conversation or through whatever conversation we're having, then we also, I think, are more encouraged to practice it in real life. When you see something on paper um, and you're saying to yourself, you know, I am an advocate or I need this or whatever I do, it's it you're almost um, you're almost more inclined. I think you are more inclined to go out into the world and practice what you just wrote and what you just created and what you just preached, you know, what you just said to yourself, basically. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I kind of the way I feel is take we all take responsibility and do some good stuff i look at since i'm older now i look at my life on this earth i look at it as i i was lucky enough to have this journey and if i can help somebody anything during my journey then then i'm i'm grateful i can do that and plus it makes you feel good i mean this is that's a side issue of that but uh yeah, anything I can do to help anybody or, you know, for me, I just have a special place in my heart for animals. And, you know, some people have it for old people or for kids or whatnot. But, you know, it's with me, it's the animals because because I guess I've just seen too much abuse. Right. And, right. you know, those right. and, I, I can help. That's that's so easy. Yeah. It's so easy for me. That's that's awesome. Well, that is actually just kind of a great conclusion almost because we kind of went full circle back to um, what really got you started about being grateful for animals and and really being an advocate for them too. And um, and I so appreciate, like I said, for you pulling that into your art journaling each week. It it I'm really so excited. I'm excited to see everybody's pages at the end of the class, but I, I really tune into yours. And I think I said something the other night, you didn't have a dog or, or an animal. And it was like, I know through this week, you're gonna end up putting a dog in there somehow. And, um, but I think, you know, it's kind of like me and I always put owls or daisies or mermaids or something like that. It is my, it is, it is your connection to something that you truly feel deep. And it's, it's a real life connection. And, you know, mine are kind of symbolic um because i don't have an owl although i would love to own an owl <laughs> but yeah. um you know uh but i'd also want a giraffe and an elephant in my backyard and and my husband has actually put his foot down on that one and that's probably why we got another dog but um but i do i i so appreciate you coming on and sharing those stories and sharing your heart because i can truly feel i truly felt this past hour as i do in art journaling that you are um you're really releasing you're really doing you're really participating in art journaling the way that i intend it to be that you are going on a journey within yourself and expressing it through your art and your words and i just am so appreciative and you might be able to hear the pounding we're having some roof work obviously the roofer just came so we have some pounding up above so um so I thank you, Lois, very much. Well, I thank you too. And I, and the thing I thought about too is look in your journey, how you're touching everybody. And I was thinking, what if Rochelle wasn't here? I wouldn't be able to take our journaling. Oh, no, I know. I thought about that. So whenever you put yourself out there and you're helping people or sharing your talents, I, that's major. Thank you. you know, because I thought, well, what if Rochelle was, what if, what if there wasn't no art on Monday nights? 
so thank you we you know thank you because you you really opened up my eyes to um different things that i you know i never really i it's not like i didn't think about or know about it was just oh yeah and uh so it's really kind of helped me grow thank so you I really, I, yeah i i really like art journaling thank you thank you yeah that that you know i i um like i said i've taught art for like over 20 some years and art i'm a potter and all those things but art journaling has always been that seed in my heart that just grows and grows and grows and grows to um to inspire me to to be out there to inspire others because i see such a benefit in it i mean it is my passion um out of all the art i do and i am about writing so i do love to write but um putting art and words together even if the words are not your specific words their quotes or their lyrics or their proverbs or whatever they are i feel like that connection helps us to be almost more human in many in many many ways and it helps us to dig down deep and see who we are inside so i so i'm so touched by your words and i really appreciate it oh well thank you thank, thank you, you. That, that means a lot. Thank you that you've given me all those compliments. <laughs> well, thank you. And um, I we're going to say goodbye to Facebook, but I'm actually going to see you tonight for our journaling. I I will. Yes, I <laughs> I will be. I'll, I'll be there. All right. All right. Well, to everybody. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'll be in this room. But yeah, I'll, <laughs> six I'll, I'll be here. That's your spot. I know that that's your spot. So yeah. Yeah, so that is, it is nice to have a comfy spot at home to do your work, to do your art and your journaling in it as well. So yeah, that's a good yeah, thing. I have yeah, this whole this whole bedroom is mine. Yeah, so yeah. that's so, awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So well, thank you so much, and thank you to everybody out there watching. And we will see you again um, next Monday. We are talking about Mother Earth and gratitude, so Ooh. that's exciting on Facebook Live. Um, but you can always go to RochelleEason.com and see what's going on with our art journaling classes, as well as behind the brush membership. All kinds of good stuff I have on RochelleEason.com. So I appreciate it. Lois, I appreciate you so much. I will see you tonight. Okay. I'm looking <laughs> forward to it. Yay. Thank you. I'm going to say goodbye to Facebook and let them go on with their day, which I hope you all have a good one. Bye-bye.